Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Parashat Mishpatim, snowy Mishpatim, because it's snowing here in Yerushalayim. I know for many of you in America and maybe in Canada and other places around the world, it's not such a big deal. But when Yerushalayim gets snow, it's exciting and the pictures are just beautiful. Harabay, the old city, Il David. Hope you appreciate some of the pictures in the newsletter. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Mind you, Malerdmin doesn't get anything, and even though we're five minutes away, it's a 200 meter drop, and the snow is only in 700 meters above sea level. But that's the way it goes. Anyway, um, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Parashat Mishpatim, full of mitzvot. You can sit down with your children and grandchildren and go through 53 mitzvot about damages, violence, lying, sheker, bribery. Uh, there's things about property, kashrus, Shabbos. Shemitah, uh, Chagim, everything is there. And, and the truth is it makes a certain amount of sense. You know, we've had the big picture. Uh, Am Yisrael was totally blown away by these, uh, you know, heavenly pyrotechnical Har Sinai with the, the clouds, the animals stopping, the fire, the brimstone, uh, the, the, the lightning, the sound of the shofar. You can imagine how inspirational and maybe awesome that whole Ma'amad was in Har Sinai. But now it comes down to Tachlis down to the nitty-gritty at the end of the day you know we have to live as a people what does it mean how we relate to one another uh, how we're meant to treat different people in the world uh, how we relate to the goyim what happens in wartime what happens in non-wartime so it's very important to go down to the individual mitzvot some of which make sense and there's obviously many things in this week's parasha we're not talking about uh, chukim although it's obviously both chukim and mishpatim in the Torah. The, the mitzvot are divided between the two. Some laws that are logical, sensible, make sense, uh, as, as a proper reason, you can think behind it, as opposed to um, the chukim, uh, like shatnez, um, you know, for example, that uh, mixing of uh, wool and linen, that some things don't necessarily make sense, or para aduma, the red heifer. There's plenty of things that uh, are not uh, logical and make sense, like a lashon hara, or owning your parents, etc. So there's a number of mishpatim in this week's parasha. Um, uh, one of the beauties, of course, is, uh, you know, ayin tachat ayin, an eye for an eye. Do we really have to take out the eye of the other person? Obviously not. I mean, clearly there's a difference. If you take the eye out of a watchmaker, it's very different from taking out the uh, the eye of someone uh, who plays uh, basketball uh, or who's someone who is a builder. Uh, the value of each eye is very different. And what happens if you were to take out the eye of some person, as a result of that, he bleeds to death, then you've obviously done a lot more than just an eye for an eye. So there's many different reasons why it, it shouldn't be taken literally. And for that reason, we have the Torah Bel Peh. I may be saying something obvious to most of you out there, um, but the Torah Shabbal Peh that was also given in Har Sinai is, uh, is part and parcel of the, of the Torah. It's, uh, it's, it's vital when without that we can't understand anything. I mean, really, think about it. Tfilin. Who in the world would come up with square black block boxes uh, with straps, uh, with parchment on the inside and what's to be written on the inside for your hand? Imagine if someone just told you uh, to uh, put a sign on your hands and a decoration between your eyes. You'd come up with tefillin? Obviously not. So the Torah Shabal Peh is there, uh, given by Hashem to Moshe and passed on through to Yoshua and then everyone else and down to us even today to explain to us what it means, including things like Ayin Tachat Ayin. Um, maybe that's the whole point of uh, uh, to be able to properly understand. In any case, um, beyond that in the Prasha, we've got what uh, 
uh, some people would call the VIPs that we should be looking after. And it doesn't necessarily mean uh, politicians. Uh, the ger, yatom, almana, the stranger, the poor person, uh, the almana, the, the widow, the orphan. These are the people that time and time again, I don't know how many times it's said in the Torah, but uh, num- numerous times it is written in the Torah about these uh, groups of people that have to be always looked after, put up on a pedestal, uh, no matter what. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go all the way and always, under every circumstances, look after the poor person. I mean, we're also told also, dal lo tehedar berivo. You know, a poor, a poor person and a rich person coming before a judge, you don't necessarily have to side with the poor person because, ah, the rich guy's got everything. No, it's still emet, there's still justice and right. And just because he's poor, it also doesn't mean necessarily that... Um, uh, that he should be favoured. It doesn't mean necessarily favouring. It means they have to be looked after in the, you know, in everything in perspective. Um, but, you know, we all know, you know, we were strangers in a strange land at some point in time, and who better than Amisrael to be able to know how to look after a stranger who could even be, for example, someone that's just come from overseas and hasn't found his place yet, Ole Chadash. It's also someone that, uh, you know, is a little bit on the outer. So anyone on the outer, a lone soldier, which, by the way, we're, you know, Territ Kunim has taken on uh, uh, the lone soldier project in the old city. And many of you know that, for example, um, there is ceremonies at the Kotel, well, it's all very well and good for those who've got family here, uh, you know, when there's a ceremony, but the lone soldiers doesn't. So it may be something very small, but, you know, take them on a little bit of a tour, give them a free meal in the Between the Arches restaurant in the time that everyone's with their own families, and that uh, taking them on like a little bit of a family. So um, for those of you that want to be involved in that or know people that would like to be involved in that, please put them in touch with the Teret Kornim because, uh, uh, you know, we need to uh, subsidise these meals for these uh, lone soldiers when they're at the ceremony at the Kotel. The other thing to mention in the Pasha, of course, is Shemitah. We're in the year of Shemitah, yes. Shabbat Lahashem. It's the Shabbat just like we have the seventh day that gives us our energy that we rest, that we lie down, that we get rejuvenated, and it's the brachot for the whole week if we sing Zmirot and talk about the parasha and sit with our family and switch off from the regular things and thank God the cell phone is off. Shabbat Lahashem. That's what an everyday Shabbat is. So in some format, that's also meant to be the, the Shemitah year. It's a Shabbat Lahashem, Shabbat Laaretz. Uh, that we switch off. Now, we're not an agricultural country, so it doesn't have a practical, you know, for, for a lot of us, but maybe in the year of Shuta, uh, we can stop and think about how important the land of Israel is. Uh, obviously, there's Kedushat Shvi, it shows how important uh, Am Yisrael is, it shows how holy and unique as the chosen people, the chosen land, um, something that we should to take to heart, especially these, this year, and especially those of us who are living in Eretz Israel. I'm not going to go into the different laws about Otsar Haaretz on those who sell off to uh, to maybe non-Jews, Heter Mechira. It's a complicated issue what actually happens here, but one thing is for certain. People do stop and think about, wow, there's Kedusha for every single little fruit, everything here in Eretz Israel, because this land is a holy land. You know, we're, we're connected to this land no matter where we are in the world. We are a special people. We're not better than anyone else. We just have a different role uh, in this world as God's chosen people. And this is also God's chosen land. But we have to act in a certain way. And by fulfilling all the mitzvot, for example, in Parashat Mishpatim, we obviously need a lot more people here in Israel. At the moment, we're only keeping, according to most opinions, we're keeping Shemitah, uh, the seventh year, um, 
according to many opinions or most opinions, it's uh, only mid by the rabbis. Only when we have all of Am Yisrael or most of Am Yisrael here in Eretz Yisrael would it be kept uh, mid um, That will be an interesting day and we're getting close to that. So make Aliyah help us uh, turn some of these mitzvot into something even greater. Let's remember the Ger Yatom Um Remember the Torah Be'alpeh. Tons of mitzvot goes through everything with, your, like I said, with your children and grandchildren. And let's just finish off with the uh, the pasuk. There are psukim uh, in this week's parsha talks about the angel coming uh, and, and Hashem, the angel. It's a question mark. Who is that angel? Slowly but surely helping us capture the land. I will not drive them away. Hashem says from you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against you. Little by little, I'll drive them away. All these going the shivat amim, who knows? All these enemies of Am Yisrael will drive them away until you become fruitful and inherit the land. Do you have any idea how important it is for to inherit the land? Yes, Hashem does things. There's not even a question. Hashem controls. There's a roadmap. Is his the big picture? Uh, make sure that we win the wars. But it, we're not. We're not just sitting back. We're not just doing nothing and just waiting for the Mashiach on a, on a magic carpet. We have to be part and parcel of this uh, unfolding redemption process. And our part of it uh, is inheriting the land. And what better way to do it? We have to. It is. Obviously, all of you coming to live in Israel, it's owning something. It's helping to redeem when there are Arabs ready to sell, little by little, house by house, brick by brick, property by property, and neighborhood by neighborhood. But they're interested. But we need Amisel backing us in order to redeem and inherit the land. It says in this week's Parsha, so we can't just pay lip service to the Parashiot. You want to help us inherit the land? Then help us inherit the land. And we have that now. So... All of you, may Hashem bless you and do uh, whatever you can with the blessings that you've been given by Hashem in order to help us inherit the land of Israel and especially in the heart of Yerushalayim. So Shabbat Shalom to everyone. Uh, please be involved. Please be in touch. A number of different projects unfolding and only with Atteret Kohanim Israel uh, can you speak to us in relation to the investments that are on the table. And if anyone wants to hear something about the PA and the Waqf and their involvement in the last few days and Arab informants and death threats against Arabs who want to sell, be in touch with me privately because there is a story unfolding uh, that will blow you away and we need you involved. Shabbat Shalom.